Wealth Within offers a range of investment and educational services to help you secure your financial future. Whether you're an aspiring trader or simply want to increase the strength of your portfolio, Wealth Within are dedicated to maximising your investment returns. Hello and welcome to Talking Wealth. I'm Dale Gillam, the Chief Analyst here at Wealth Within. Um, I just wanted to talk about um, facing us dragons and, and the reason why I want to talk about that is the last sort of week or two I've met a few people that are sort of getting into that retirement age or, or in that sort of around that 50 or looking at retirement coming up in the next 10 or 15 years and, and I've had a few good chats with some people over the last few weeks and it seems to be something that's coming up a little bit more often nowadays because um, as you know or as most of you might know the baby boomers are retiring right now or slowly starting to retire right now and, and that's been happening for about five or six years maybe seven years for the early ones but what's happening now is they're slowly starting to retire because i mean me uh, for those of you who don't know I'm, I'm 50 and fairly shortly and and i'm just outside the baby boomer um bracket or criteria so to speak and, and to me so what we're seeing is these baby boomers trying to retire and a lot of them haven't planned for their retirement so what are the major issues facing australians and how's it also going to affect the rest of the of, Austra- of australians and the interesting thing is one of the, the some of the i've got six major issues really facing Australians right now. And one of them is insufficient investment savings, which is really what I was just sort of alluding to. And when I talk to these people that are 50 plus and I find out what they've got in savings and in, and, and what they've got in their superannuation and what sort of investments they got, it's really interesting and you get a real diversity of different um, answers from people. Um, some have shares, some only just have Telstra shares or Commonwealth Bank shares. Some have some investment property but no shares. Others have just got their superannuation um, and that's generally not enough. Uh, but we'll go a bit, bit more of that um, as I go through this podcast today. But one of the other things that we see a lot of is a high level of personal debt. And, and I know uh, I was with some people over on the weekend and I know you know, we're, you know they're, they're getting into that well over 60s. And they've still got debt on their house that they actually live in. And to me, like, how is that actually happening? Or how could you be 60 or 60 plus and still have a debt on your house? But I see that a lot with also young people. You're seeing young people getting into their first home and with these first home buyer schemes. And they're all leveraged 90% or plus. And then when the economy turns down, as we've seen over the last few years, they're struggling at the moment to try and pay their debt. And one of the big things I learned as a young, young person from a very wise person was it always leave something on the table for somebody else never ever ever borrow as much as what you're allowed to borrow so which means if a bank will lend you 90 percent, never ever borrow 90 percent, borrow something like 80 percent or uh, and also especially with housing uh, uh, another very wise person said to me never borrow more than 80 percent for any house because you need to leave that fudge factor so to speak just in case uh, because we know that the markets go up and down, we know economies go into boom and bust, and by planning for that, you're going to leave yourself that area of safety or, or sleep factor, as we like to call it. Because in times like this, where you know interest rates are coming down, but let's say you lose your job, you can and you've got a housing loan with a line of credit, and you've got spare um, facility there, you can use some of that until you know use some of that line of credit until. You know, things turn around and get a little bit better or you can reduce your payments you can do a whole range of different things but now's a really really good time to look at it and i know some of you uh, you would have 
you'd be getting our e-news report and you'll know that uh, only a month ago we launched um, a financing division and we've had a lot of people come through and and the amount of money that uh, by refinancing and working out a better way to finance their homes right now has saved many of the people coming through that inquired quite in that first month we've saved people a lot of money so if you if you've got a housing loan right now and you're not sure what you can do it's free pick up the phone ring talk to so Anne here uh, and she'll be able to find out and give you a really quick financial health check i suppose with your loans to determine whether there is savings for you or be you can actually be more productive with what's going on but you need to look at your personal level of debt because what i find a lot of people aren't structured that well in their debt as well so just pick out the phone ring nine two nine zero double nine double nine ask for so Anne. And what does it hurt to have a little bit of a chat with her just to see what you can do or whether there's some opportunities there for you to save money or be able to get more flexibility for yourself. Number three is working harder now than we've ever done before. And, and I find that's a pretty common thing that people start, keep talking to me. Oh, geez, I keep working. We're so busy. When you meet somebody, you say, oh, how are you? How are you going? They go, oh, great. What's happening? Oh, flat out, really busy, blah, 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 blah. And we're busier at work. We're busier with everything at the moment. And we seem to be working harder but not getting as far as what we were before. Another big one, number four on my list, is the rising cost of living. And remember, in a couple of weeks, the, this carbon tax came, comes into, into play. Now, whether you agree with it or not, we're stuck with it. And to me, I think, you know, and I've shared my views on the carbon tax in previous podcasts, but I, I can't see they're coming down. And, and continually we're seeing on these current affairs shows, with you know electricity gas bills everything going up you know water bills going up the whole range of different things and to me this rising cost of living is a concern and it needs we need to look at our personal level of debt and our savings patterns and how we're investing so that we can actually uh, really look after ourselves number five i've got here is, un- is sorry unemployment employment uncertainty if i say that correctly and, and we've seen over the past month how many companies are shutting down employees getting sacked i mean you know last night's news was talking about fairfax getting rid of people last week i was um with a, a journalist at a, another major newspaper and he had 10 people he's got to get rid of there was another 150 getting rid of in in his newspaper and it, it just goes on and on and we've seen that with other companies you know in the motor industry and a whole range of things but there's lots of unemployment uh, employment uncertainty right now and the people are worried about their jobs and number six high taxes you know we're paying gsts we're paying taxes everywhere and we seem to be getting nothing for it as as the, the whole thing is you know they keep taking and taking and taking but what are we actually getting back so there's six major issues that i see as i said invest in, insufficient investments or savings high level of personal debt working harder rising cost of living unemployment uncertainty and high taxes so how much is enough? And this is where when I ask people, when I'm talking to them, I say, well, how much do you need to live on in retirement? And the interesting thing is that probably you know, it's about eight out of ten people don't really know. They've never actually sat down and worked it out. So if you're listening to this and you don't know how much you need to retire on, then why don't you? And that's my question to you is how, are you, how do you know that you're going to get to where you need to go? To me, it's if, if you need, if you work it out what you're going to do in retirement. I mean, I know there's, I've had people say to me, well, I'll spend less in retirement and while others will tell me they spend more in retirement. And to me, I think you're going to spend around about the same, if not more, but you could spend less in retirement depending on how much money you've got. You could be forced to spend less. 
because uh, to me, when I'm in retirement, I'm going to want to play golf, I want to go and travel, I want to do a whole range of things. Whereas while I'm at work, I'm not doing those sorts of things. I'm earning an income, I'm not spending as much. So to me, I would probably spend more in retirement than I actually do whilst I'm working. But how much is enough? Now, I've done a little, a little bit of a calculation here of an 18-year-old. If an 18-year-old earns $50,000 a year from 18, what um, the gross income or their gross income that they would have got by the time they're 65, so all of those years earning $50,000 a year, they would have actually earned $8.9 million by the time they were 65. So if as I said, if they're earning $50,000 a year, since they're 18. Now, how much are they going to retire on? That's the question. And what we're seeing now is people are retiring on almost nothing or very, very, very small amounts. And the actual statistic is only around one-third of Australians are actually earning or saving enough for retirement. One-third. Which means when you go to work today, have a look around. If you're sitting in your car listening to this or you're sitting on a bus or a train listening to this, look at the two people on either side of you and just say, well, bad luck, you're not retiring on enough. Um, because I will be, and, and hopefully that's the case. But how much is enough? So if you want a gross yearly income of $50,000 in retirement, remember I said gross yearly income, $50,000 in retirement, you got to take tax off that, then you need to have around, well, you need to have about $1 million earning 5% and no debt. Because at the end of the day, you want to have your house paid off fully, so you've got no debt on the house that you live in, and you want to earn um, 5%. Because 5% is around about what you can get on average over a long period of time. You know, because at the moment we've got interest rates, you can get a turn deposit of around about 5%. They might go up to 6 ish, they might go down to 3 But over time, they'll average somewhere around that 5%. So that means $1 million. Do you have $1 million now, or don't you? And if you don't have it now... Remember, outside your family home, and you needed earning 5% for you, the average uh, rental yields is around about 3.5-4%, so rental yields aren't there. Um, talking about dividend yields from shares, dividend yields from shares are around about 4-ish, around about the same. So you're talking about cash is getting you slightly higher income than those two areas, although with property and shares you are getting capital gain to make up for all of that. But that's what you've got to look at. Now, the average superannuation retirement balance for a male is 113,200 and for a female that's 54,500. So if you're married and, and you, you and your partner retire, statistically speaking, that you're going to retire on $167,700 based on if you're average. Now is that enough? It's not even close to a million dollars. So to me what I'd like for you to do is to have a think about that and think about what you're actually doing. So if you're in that 45, 50-year age bracket or 55, if you haven't started now, when are you going to start? Because the law of compounding needs to take effect because uh, we've got, there's a statement by, and I'll just flip a page so you'll hear me flipping a little bit of a page. There was a statement by a journalist called Stephen Lunn in The Australian in July last year and he said uh, a $500,000 superannuation nest egg will not provide the average Australian with a comfortable retirement until they die. I'll leave you with that. But as I said, if you need to have a chat about where your loans are structured, etc., um, please give us a call, 92909999, um, and ask for Soanne, so, and she can help you. And as I said, it doesn't hurt to have a bit of a chat. And we're also, uh, we've just launched, uh, you would have seen in our last e-newsletter, we've launched property investment as well, so we can help you there as well. But uh, I'll leave all that with you. I'm Dale Gillen, the Chief Analyst here at Wealth Within. Um, and I look forward to chatting with you the next week and I'll cover a little bit more about this subject as we go along. Anyway, uh, I hope you have a good week and take care. Bye-bye.
Talking Wealth was brought to you by Wealth Within. To learn how you too can maximise your investment returns, call 1300 Share Trade.